Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where you can find practical help for the heart and home as we ponder life from a biblical perspective, as well as a weekly digital dose of discipling to help equip us to be better effective in the opportunities that God places before us to further His kingdom. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is episode number 158, where we take a look at all of chapter 2 in the book of Ephesians. And now, a word from our sponsor. Not only is Moni a wonderful Bible teacher, but she has also made beautiful quilts. Back in July of 2020, I had the opportunity to interview Moni on my podcast, A Quilter's Life, where I get to interview the amazing people behind the beautiful quilts. If you would like to hear more about Moni's life, you can listen to her episode on A Quilter's Life, either on my website, aquilterslife.com, there's no spaces or apostrophe in the web address, or on your favorite podcast player. Also, if you're a quilter or know someone that is, please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, at aquilterslife.com. I'd love to hear your story. Resurrection Sunday Celebration 2022 is now in the rearview mirror. Our church added an extra service, so we had three services that morning, and I'm still waiting to hear of all those that have accepted Christ. I know that the power of God can change us, transform us, and from last week we know that the power that raised Jesus from the dead can also raise us to eternal life. And that was a wonderful thing to celebrate with our church family yesterday. Please keep those in prayer that may have made a decision yesterday so that the enemy will not pluck away that seed that was planted. And if there was a harvest yesterday, let's pray for a deeper relationship with Jesus and a deeper understanding of God's word. And as Paul prayed for them, let's do the same that their eyes of their understanding may be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of the calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints are in them. Last week, we were reminded about Jesus' death, and that changed everything. And this week, we pick up in chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, Wherein times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of the disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others." So just like Sunday, when we were reminded, he's alive, he's alive, and I'm forgiven. Paul reminds us right here in chapter 2, verse 1, Jesus is alive, and you have been quickened. You are alive, who used to be dead in your trespasses and sins. Paul was reminding both the Jew and the Gentile believer that they both used to act upon their fleshly nature. 
But in verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were still dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, there's two different groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles. They're now all believers. And now Paul is reminding them that they are now all in Christ Jesus. And he also wants to remind them, don't forget, this is because of God's grace. During this time of the church age, we are under that same umbrella. We, as a Gentile, or we, as a Jewish believer, are now part of the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. During this dispensation, this time period, God has invited us all to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ with unbelievers out in this world. And what is that good news? Well, I'll tell it to you in a nugget here. In 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 1 to verse 4, it says, Now I would remind you, brothers, brothers of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. There it is, the gospel, the good news of the scriptures, that Jesus died for you, but he didn't stay dead. He rose, and that is why we celebrate his resurrection. And why did God do this? We continue in verse 7, so that in the coming ages, remember right now we're in the dispensation of the church age, so that in the coming ages, those in the future, God might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. There is so much more that God has in store for us, and he's keeping it safe for us through his grace and his kindness through Jesus, through what Jesus did for us. Verse 8 continues a very famous verse, a couple of verses here. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Grace is a very important word. There is nothing that I can do or you can do or the Ephesians could have done. Sometimes in our nature, some of us are doers and we feel like we need to do more before we can accept this free gift. But that's what it is. It's just, it's a free gift. There is nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. It is only done through grace, through faith in Christ Jesus. During this particular dispensation, during this covenant, there are no works that need to be done in the 
dispensation after the church age, when the church is raptured and their tribulation period begins on the earth, there will be a time where there is faith and works that need to be done. For now, we are his workmanship. We've been created in Jesus for good works, and God prepared those before we were even born that we would do these things for him, but they are not things that are done to obtain our salvation. They are done out of our love and adoration of him. In the age to come, faith will not be enough. There will be those that finally come to a knowledge of the truth, but faith alone will not save them. In the tribulation period, believing in Jesus will be combined with not accepting the mark of the beast and standing for Christ and giving your testimony before they are martyred. One day, even farther into the future, everyone will bow the knee and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Some will do it now because they're willing to, with a willing heart, but in the future, some will be made to do it. And the outcome of that life, that soul, is going to be much different than one who does it willingly now. Therefore, in verse 11, therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. That was a derogatory term that the Jews used towards the Gentiles. Remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. It's only because of Israel, because of the Jewish people that God chose as his peculiar people his bride, his wife, that Gentiles came to know who God was, who he is. The Gentiles were heathen nations that were into the occult and idol worship and many other awful things and knew nothing of God until God enlightened their eyes as well. So now we can walk in unity in Christ because He himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Wow, okay, it's King James English, even through the English Standard Version. It's still complicated, and at each step of the way, I want to stop and explain every little phrase. But as a whole concept, Jesus became the new and the better covenant when he died on the cross the veil in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, signifying that Jesus has torn down that dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. And now we are one 
one people, both having access to God through Jesus. And as it says, thereby killing hostility. Well, that's God's perfect plan. Man still hangs on to it, though. There's a hatred of the Jews that goes deep. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And he came and he preached peace to you who were afar off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit, the Holy Spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Again, we see this mystery explained right here for us. We are no longer two. We are now one people. The Jews and the Gentiles have all been offered a place in the body of Christ. We can be brothers and sisters and all part of the family of God, adopted into him, as we talked about in the first chapter of Ephesians. Oh my, we've made it through all of chapter two in one podcast. Well, we're almost there. This body that Christ is now gathering is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the chief cornerstone The thing that holds the entire building all together is Christ Jesus. This mystery, now revealed, is the church. Go love others by sharing the gospel. Share that good news of Jesus Christ, that free gift of salvation that you now own, and you have the opportunity to share with someone else. Lord willing, next week we'll take a look at Paul's second prayer to the Ephesians in chapter 3. God bless you. I hope to see you soon, here, there, or in the air. If you enjoy what you're hearing here on the podcast, I invite you to share it with a friend. I also invite you to go to the blog at momentswithmoni.com where you can buy me a coffee or support me through a monthly membership. Just hit the big yellow button on the blog. Thanks again for listening to Moments with Moni.